Welcome back, everyone. This is the Pass It to Patrick podcast, where we talk about everything sports-related, um, all the interesting stories you'd want to hear about. Oh my god, we got the NFL, we got the NBA, NBA Finals last night. Giannis, you know, he played. I thought, you know, maybe he should sit. I really wanted to see what the half-court offense looked like without him. Um, I think they should have sat him at least one game, but they didn't. They went ahead and played him. So many storylines to get into today. Uh, I just want to jump right in and start out with this because the NBA Finals took place last night, and the Phoenix Suns beat the Milwaukee Bucks. CP3, Booker, uh, played amazing. DeAndre Ayton, you know, physical physical presence down low. Uh, this just shows why CP3 and that veteran leadership uh, is so important. Um, I've heard the comparisons of several NBA players. I want to compare CP3 to someone else, though, today. I want to compare him to Tom Brady. This is interesting. We have a comparison here today. And we're going to talk about Giannis and the Bucks and what I think they should have done, uh, you know, you know, starting out in the playoffs. But here's what I want to get into. Because CP3 is the Tom Brady of the Phoenix Suns. What did we know about Tom Brady? Well, we knew he was the greatest coming out of New England, of course, uh, but the wisdom that he had as an older quarterback. And he decided, I'm going to go to a young team who's ready to win because we had this idea of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They had all the pieces uh, in place. They had that defense, the offensive line, the offensive weapons. The only thing they were struggling on, they even had the head coach. The only thing they were struggling on was the quarterback because, you know, Jameis Winston uh, he threw too many picks. I think he had like 30-some picks. It was ridiculous. But the, the quarterback is what they, they needed. They needed a veteran leadership to lead them into the playoffs. They were ready to win. Everybody gets breaks. Everybody. Tom Brady got a break because he had the Buccaneers ready to win. I've said Tom Brady is one of the greatest, but he had breaks, you know? So everyone's saying that the Phoenix Suns, oh, they had breaks, they had injuries. Every year there are injuries. Now I know this year, because of the condensed schedule, all that going on, there were, I think, a few more injuries, but no more than there would have been. And everyone gets breaks. Tom Brady got them with his division when he first went in and played for the Patriots. The Jets, Dolphins, Bills, horrible during Tom Brady's reign. You know, they, they had dysfunctional organizations, but Tom Brady, being the great superstar that he is, on top of that, he made the Patriots relevant because Bill Belichick, he had lost everywhere he went. I, I just feel like Brady got some breaks. And right now we are seeing this because Chris Paul is just like Brady. Hear me out. Chris Paul saw that the Phoenix Suns, they were a young team, and he plays better with young players, but they needed a captain. They needed somebody to come in and lead them. And CP3 has come in, and he has led them to the finals. Uh, I, I think it's incredible because CP3, for some reason, nobody wants to give CP3 the credit, the credit that he deserves, uh, because he doesn't jump like LeBron, because he doesn't you know, shoot like Steph, play like KD, he's not a superstar, but that that's such a terrible analogy. He does so much more than you could argue than even KD and some of these other guys, the leadership that he has. He doesn't do predominantly well on older veteran teams. He just doesn't. But 
the what he has done for the Phoenix Suns, they were primed, just like the Buccaneers were primed for Brady. <laughs> they were primed for CP3. CP3 fits with that team so well because they needed somebody to lead them. And CP3 went to Oklahoma City and he had success there. Now, you know, they had their limitations. They didn't have Booker or Aiton. We shouldn't take anything away from them because Jay Crowder, too, for that Phoenix Sun team has leadership abilities. But Chris Paul and Tom Brady are similar. They are so similar. And that's why I wanted to start out the show with this today because I believe the Suns will win the finals. I do. That's that's my pick. Um, I think CP3 will get his first ring. I think it'll go six games, but he he will win his uh, first finals. But I you gotta compare you gotta compare these two, Tom Brady and Chris Paul, and you you can't always look. You know you gotta look you gotta look more what's underneath what's the player is instead of what he does on the court, because you know KD he's way more talented than Chris Paul. Yeah, he's physically more gifted with what he can do. But I don't see the leadership that he has over CP3. Same with Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard, best get a stop, get a bucket guy. But the leadership ability and the vocalness of some of these players, it it doesn't compare to CP3. CP3 can talk circles around them. He can inspire these guys. And that's the one difference I see between him and even a Giannis. Giannis physically... He is more dominant than CP3 and pretty much that whole Suns team. But they, re- the Bucks, really need a voice right now to fire these guys up, to get them going. And what I've seen so far is Brady, CP3, some of these older guys, they're coming in on these younger teams, and they're winning. They're winning right away. And I, I don't think anybody should take anything away from the Phoenix Suns because everyone has said, oh, they've got breaks with injuries. Well, remember, the Phoenix Suns, there were some COVID issues with Chris Paul. He's playing with an injured shoulder, some ligaments in his, I think it was ankle or wrist or one of those. He was, you know, they had to overcome some stuff. They really did. Booker had to step up in situations. Yeah, they got some breaks with no Anthony Davis, but everyone gets breaks. You know, the bubble last year, LeBron and AD got a huge advantage, a huge advantage. They got four months rest for a, you know, AD that always seems to get hurt uh, in those moments. But the the advantage that they had was incredible because they went up against all these teams and some of the older teams, you know, they didn't do as well because they're more routine centric. They wanted to be, they wanted to have their routine. They wanted to, you know, you know, see their wife and kids were these younger guys who played in AAU, always traveling, not married. You know, they, they came in and they played better than some of the older teams. But LeBron James and AD got a break. And everybody gets breaks. Everybody. The the Buccaneers got breaks with Brady. I mean, <laughs> the Super Bowl. There was enough breaks in the Super Bowl for them. Uh, the Chiefs O-line went down. I'm not taking trying to take anything away from Brady and the Buccaneers, but everybody gets breaks um, on their championship runs. And it's no different than in life. You get breaks. Uh, whether you're trying to get a job or get something else, everyone gets a break. So the Phoenix Suns, I think they're going to take it in six. I don't think, you know, people need to be saying, oh, the, you know, the Phoenix Suns, they got a break. Everyone gets breaks. Come on now. <laughs> CP3, what he's done with Booker, Aiden, those three guys, 
crazy talented Jay Crowder, Cameron Payne coming in. The whole team was well-rounded. They were ready to win. They had the coach just like the Buccaneers, Monte Williams. Monte Williams, everybody loved him, and CP3 came in. Boom, championship. I believe they're going to take this in six. You know, if I was a betting man, I'd put all my money on CP3 and the Phoenix Suns. And Suns fans are loving it, you know. <laughs> so, but, you know, they, they're playing against the Bucks, and Giannis played last night because I want to segue into this. Giannis Antetokounmpo is one of the greatest athletic, physical, and mentally tough players that I've seen in a long time. I mean, this guy, he hyperextended his knee, and he was still dominant last night. But I really would have appreciated, not appreciated, but, you know, I think the Bucks could have benefited from seeing what they had without Giannis on the court. You know, he is a superstar all-star. I think that first game, they really could have benefited from having Chris Middleton, you know, Drew Holiday, uh, Brooke Lopez, these guys, you know, kind of take it upon themselves to run that half court because I think they play a little more loose without Giannis. Giannis is kind of bigger. You know, the ball always has to go to Giannis, get him in the paint. You know, he dominates. But I would have kind of preferred to see what they were without Giannis last night. I really do. Now, that being said, I think you definitely want Giannis in there if he's 100%. But I don't think he's 100%. In that press conference the other night, he was talking a little bit about his knee and he doesn't want to make it the focal point. But it already is the focal point. And until he's 100%, I think the Phoenix Suns have a huge advantage. I do because they're going to be trying to get the ball to a Giannis who's injured, who has a hyperextended knee that he's trying to recover from. And he's going to be limited no matter how you look at it. So the Buc- the Bucks, um, they have an uphill battle because they have to figure out and, you know, maybe coaching. They can work up some schemes, but they're going to have to figure out a way to find a you know, a chink in their, the armor of the Phoenix Suns. And uh, I don't envy the head coach. I think Chris Middleton and these guys need to start changing their approach, get the ball to Drew Holiday, have him work, get an open shot. He can create his shot a little bit. But the, the Milwaukee Bucks have an uphill battle. And I believe Giannis is still one of the top talents in the finals. But he's not healthy. And health, it, it really comes down to health. <laughs> So, you know, I want to kind of segue into the the NBA a little more because there's all these trade rumors going around now because the finals are going on right now and it's exciting the finals watch the finals, but the NBA never stops and even with the finals there's all this talk of who's going to go to the Lakers, DeMar DeRozan. There's a report that they are looking at DeMar DeRozan. I'm going to throw a name out there that's not DeMar DeRozan that I think the Lakers should try and target. I think they need to add a couple players, and I, I don't know how the cap works, you know, all that stuff. I think they need to add Carmelo, because Carmelo, I think, is finally time for LeBron to play with Carmelo. I think that would be a great piece to add. And, you know, everyone's saying DeMar DeRozan, and I, that's a solid pick. I don't know if I do DeMar DeRozan. They need somebody else to have the ball be ball-centric, so I would add Carmelo Anthony you know, you got to kind of move Montrez Harold and Kyle Kuzma. So I, I think those guys need to be on the move. Carmelo Anthony, and here's the name that I think the Lakers would benefit from having. I think they need to make a trade for none other than Drew Holiday. I think Drew Holiday would play incredible uh, with the Lakers. They need a true uh, point guard. 
I, I believe 100% Drew Holiday. If they can't score Damian Lillard, I think they need to try and work out a trade for Drew Holiday. I don't know if it's possible. I don't know if the Bucks will want to make that trade. But if the Bucks lose, they, they may want to move some pieces around. Maybe get a Montrez Herald or, you know, maybe get a Kyle Kuzma. Some young, young, fresh talent. The Spurs could benefit from that also. But I think Drew Holiday, they, they, need, some, they need some ball-centric guys. Now, granted, some people would say you got to take DeMar DeRozan over Drew Holiday. Superstar perspective, yeah, you kind of do. But I think Drew Holiday is still, uh, I think he's a top-tier talent. And I think he could make the Lakers ten times better. Uh, but we'll see. You know, they're still they're still deciding on Dennis Schroeder. I don't know if they'll re-sign him or not. It's kind of up in the air for me. We'll see. But the Lakers and all these trade rumors, it's definitely exciting to see what's happening. It's just... There's no slowing down when it comes to the NBA. It seems like right after the finals, even during the finals, we're talking about trade rumors, and it's definitely incredible. The Lakers, um, the Lakers have a lot of moves they have to make. You know, Andre Drummond is still on that team. We'll see what happens with him. Um, yeah, uh, all these people that say Steph's going to play with LeBron, I, I, I have my doubts about that. I, I think Steph's a Golden State player to the end, but. The Lakers, their window, they really need to make some moves. Um, there was reported, or it, you know, it was talked about on some other media outlets uh, and you know, talk show people that you know they would trade um, AD for Damian Lillard, and that's a very tempting trade. It won't happen because of Rich Paul. Uh, you know, Clutch Sports, they they have LeBron and AD, uh, both as clients. I, I don't think that would happen, but it's definitely an interesting uh, trade. I, I can't say I'd be against it just because AD's health is so up and down, but it, there's no way that's happening. So the Lakers got a lot of moves to make. We'll see what happens with them. Now, I want to kind of segue in to the NFL and Aaron Rodgers. We haven't talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers in the last couple episodes, and that's mainly because the drama's kind of subsided a little bit. You know, it's not it's not as in the the media uh, you know spotlight as it was but Aaron Rodgers you know he signed up for the country club there in Wisconsin so he's gonna be playing golf in Wisconsin he's kind of quieted down he said he's got had to get away for his you know mental side of the game which is very important so I, I think he's been working on that and I think the Packers and him could be reuniting at least for one more year I think he's preparing himself for that I think Packers fans are going to get a break here, and they're going to be able to score Aaron Rodgers for one more year. Then I think he's moving. Then I think he knows, and the Packers know, this is his last hurrah with the Packers. But he stays pretty mum, uh, you know, kind of about the whole thing. We'll, we'll see what definitely transpires there. But Aaron Rodgers would benefit so much, I think, because I've changed my opinion on this. But I think Aaron Rodgers would benefit so much, so much from just going back to the Packers Uh for one more year, you know, playing with those guys, they only, they have great chemistry. And for all the people that say, you know, they, they didn't play together, you know, training camps, they did, they need to still build on their chemistry. Now, now hold up because, you know, Sean McVay and the Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay proved like a few years back, you don't have to play your starters in preseason. And he started off the season eight. No, so I, I don't agree with all those older guys that are saying, you know, they, they you know, he missed tr- time. He he's not going to have the chemistry. No, these guys, he's played enough with Devontae Adams, his running back Aaron Jones. You know, all the, these guys, Matt LaFleur, he knows what he's doing. 
So I, I, I don't think they need to play their starters in training camp OTAs. I think he'll be ready to go when the season's ready to go. I think that's what Aaron Rodgers realizes. And I, I think the writing's on the wall there that, hey, I'm not going to be able to force my way out of Green Bay. It's not going to happen. I, I got to make the best of it. Might as well play one more year, show what I've got, and then I'm moving on. And I think the Packers and him will come to that agreement. It could have been already said in a conversation. Hey, we understand you want to be moved. That's fine with us. You got to give us one more year. So I think he'll he'll play one more year with Green Bay. Maybe mentor Jordan Jordan Love a little more, which is is kind of good. I think that'll be good for Jordan Love. But then the pressure's on Jordan Love next year, uh, the year after. So definitely interesting to see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. But I think he'll be back and playing for the Packers. Packers fans will forgive him. <laughs> He's a Green Bay Packer royalty. And they'll be they'll be back in the playoffs. Definitely, definitely good news for Packers fans. And you can only see the writing on the wall. Tom Brady put his house up for sale before, like a year before he went to Tampa. Aaron Rodgers joining that country club again. There's little tells that these guys do. And so definitely um, good news for the Packers, Packers organization. And uh, yeah, so I want to kind of move into this because I've I've wanted to do a list of my top five point guards of all time. Because this is a very interesting list. Um, a lot of people have been doing this with, uh, you know, CP3 now being in the NBA Finals, where people are going to rank him. So I've always wanted to do a list of my top five point guards. Because my top five point guards, I think we're going to base them off of talent, ball movement, um, mainly though leadership and passing ability. Um, I, I'm all for scoring point guards. But leadership and passing ability um, is, is definitely what you need. Definitely. So I'm going to go ahead and start off my list with none other than Mr. Steve Nash, the Phoenix Suns point guard. He demonstrated why he's a top passer and leader throughout his career. Again, he missed out on a championship, but... You know what? He's my number top five because he demonstrated that leadership and passing ability and playmaking. Uh, My number four, Isaiah Thomas for the Detroit Pistons. Another guy who never got a ring, but he's definitely uh, number four. I don't know how you keep him off that list with what he did for the Pistons because rings, everyone wants to put emphasis on rings, but I don't think that makes you a top tier point guard. There's so much that comes with point guards. Uh, you got to be the leader of the team. Steve Nash, Isaiah Thomas, they were leaders. So Isaiah Thomas is my number four. Now my number three is Chris Paul. Number three is Chris Paul. Uh, he has a chance to move up if he can get a ring. Um, and he you know, maybe could get multiple rings before his career is over. But as of right now, Chris Paul is my number three. Uh, my number two is Stephon Curry. What, you know... What can be said? The guy's got limitless range, playmaker. He makes the right passes. Stephon Curry, he's not your traditional point guard, but again, he, he has that leadership ability. My number one is Magic Johnson for the Showtime Lakers. There, there's no doubt he had the size, the playmaking ability, the leadership. That was Magic's team. So he's my number one. My honorable mention, and really, it's so hard to rank these guys, but John Stockton, Oscar Robertson, all those guys. I didn't put Westbrook on the list just because I don't think he's your traditional point guard. 
uh, still huge talent, but there, there's been so many great point guards. Also, Damian Lillard, I left off this list, so I know I'm going to get some flack for leaving Damian Lillard off. Uh, but again, I don't think he's like the craziest of passers and makes all the you know great plays, but nonetheless a leader. That's my top five point guards, and I, I don't understand why everyone doesn't want to keep put Chris Paul on the top five. I have him as my number three. I don't, I don't know why they don't want to if they're, you know, they, they don't see what I see, but so many people uh, need to start realizing this guy is special, and he's got the veteran leadership, and it, I hope it all comes together for him. I really do. I got the Suns in six. Uh, also, Kyrie Irving, I could have put in my top five, but uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about Kyrie Irving. You know, there's Tony Parker, too. There's so many great point guards, but what makes... What makes Chris Paul special is what he's he's done. He's gone to the Phoenix Suns. He's shown that leadership ability, and wh- what he's done is incredible. So there's my number, you know, top five point guards. I wanted to throw that in the podcast just because that's where I kind of stand on my point guards. If you agree with the take, if you don't, leave a comment. <laughs> but th- those are my top five point guards. So now we kind of need to segue into kind of a developing story that's happened today. Uh, Nikhil Harry. Uh, for the Patriots has formally requested a trade. Um, some of his top targets, are, you know, I think it includes the Pan- the uh, Cardinals. Um, that's one of his teams that I think that he's, you know, put in for. But some of these teams, I'm going to go ahead and throw a couple, a few teams out I think he will go to. I think the Arizona Cardinals could benefit from getting him. I think they could use him as, you know, a wide receiver. I think it would be great for him because he kind of learned maybe behind Larry Fitzgerald, who they got on there, also DeAndre Hopkins. So the Arizona Cardinals, definitely, you know, a team. Atlanta Falcons, they moved Julio. They moved Julio Jones, so remember that. So they may need a little more, um, you know, oomph in their wide receivers. So I think the Atlanta Falcons have a chance uh, to get him. I think that would be a smart trade. He wasn't thriving in New England. That's the bottom line. He, I don't think New England was the best scenario for him. Also, another team would be my Washington football team. <laughs> I mean, we could always use another wide receiver. Uh, it, it would be a little interesting to see how he would fit in, but I think uh, he would benefit from going maybe to Washington. It's kind of a quieter area. They got Terry McLaurin as the number one receiver in the offense. They could definitely, Curtis Samuel's also there, but I think Harry would be able to compete for that number three role with the upside of evolving into a bigger piece uh, within the offense. So no doubt, I I truly believe that those are the three teams where I could see him landing. Uh, We see this all the time in the NBA. We we do. Um, It's kind of more rare for the uh, NFL for this to happen, but I think it's kind of important for this to happen. So we saw this with... D'Angelo Russell, excuse me, I knocked something over in here. <laughs> we saw this with uh, D'Angelo Russell, and we've seen it with Markel Fultz. Uh, we've seen guys, um, they get they got drafted, and they just, something doesn't fit with them in the team. It's so important for things to fit, and something just wasn't fitting for D'Angelo Russell. There was some drama with him, and also Markel Fultz, and, uh, you know, other players, I'm sure, but it's kind of, they need a change. They need somewhere to go where it's quieter. They can work on their game. And I think both of those players have benefited. We don't see it too much with the NFL, just because these players get drafted. They want them in their system. They want them to learn the playbook. They want them to, you know, thrive and really get comfortable. And that's good. But I think Nikhil Harry's uh, performance 
kind of went downhill, I think he got put in a tough situation. Because remember, he got put in the last year of Tom Brady. And Tom Brady does not like younger guys. He wants, you know, I shouldn't say he doesn't like younger guys, but he wants to trust someone. So he really needed someone he could trust. And so I don't think he, you know, wanted to develop, help develop another, you know, younger wide receiver. So I think this could be the best scenario for him. Because it, it just feels like some players, they just get drafted by teams and they they really need a fresh start. They they really do. So he's going to be going to a few teams, I think. Again, the Atlanta Falcons could really benefit from him, I, I believe. They need another receiver. Matt Ryan could work with him. And I, I really do believe a team could make it a little simpler for him. He went into New England, and that is a hard place to thrive. A high IQ, guys. Not saying he's not high IQ, but they they really have to be next level. Uh, for that offense it seems like it's more complicated and I think when you're a younger player going into that scenario I think teams really should benefit from putting you in a system that you're familiar with uh, helping you grasp the offense a little more Uh, but he wants out it's kind of odd that you know it's it's really rare in the NFL we see this happen so he wants out we're going to see where he goes I think those three teams uh, could definitely benefit from having uh, him on their roster. I would love it for Washington because we we could use more weapons. We always could use more weapons on our team. So we'll see what happens with him. Um, I want to kind of, you know, this episode, there's some stories going on, but this episode is a little, you know, quieter. I, I haven't done a podcast uh, regularly. Uh, I do apologize for that. Things have just been crazy busy here. <laughs> and the, there's there's a lot of storylines. It doesn't slow down, but we really we end up talking about the NBA Finals. We've been talking about it every day. The content is there just because the NBA is going on right now. I know there's baseball going on, and you know we we could break that down. Uh, I, I'm a Cardinals fan. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but we we could break down a little more of the Major League Baseball. I'll try and work on that. Leave a suggestion if you want me to work on that. Uh, a little more. I, I need to work on that. I need to watch baseball more. It's just so many games. You know, it's just so many games. I, I don't even watch every NBA game, honestly. I, I tend to watch the ones with LeBron James, just because those those are exciting, and it's LeBron. But he's getting older, so I mean, I don't know what I'm going to do. I need. I seriously need to figure that out and start watching more uh, games, definitely. Uh, scheduling's really hard to get, you know, to get in a set schedule when you're working. You got you're busy. So I, I apologize if the podcast hasn't been like, you know, consistent. Please leave a review though of what you think of it. Um, but the, the NBA is definitely going right now. Some quieter storylines. I haven't heard anything out of Tim Tebow. I assume it's going good there in Jacksonville. I assume that's happening still. Um, I, I don't know what people have been saying about him recently. We'll see if he makes the team. I, I have my doubts, but I hope he does just for the sake of content because I, 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 I love having the content. I mean, we had the the match the other day, yesterday, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this new Tom Brady that's in Tampa, I, I think it's awesome. Everyone's calling him the new Tom. He, he's, he's taking shots at guys. He's having fun. He's really loosened up from that uh, rigidness that they had him in in New England. Uh, Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson, uh, they lost to Aaron Rodgers and uh, Bryson DeChambeau. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers looked good, though. He had the, the hippie hair. He, uh, he seems like he's doing a lot better mentally. So the match was fun to watch. It, it just seems like there's 
there's this kind of lull right now with the NFL where there isn't much happening. So I, I, I truly want to see what Aaron Rodgers' situation brings. I, I hope we get some kind of resolution. Uh, if he's coming back, if he's not, I hope we get some resolution uh, that we can uh, definitely talk about. It was fun talking about Aaron Rodgers, don't get me wrong, but I I was trying to find the content to talk about um, and working for the content a little more for the Aaron Rodgers stuff. But, you know, Tom Brady looked good. Phil Mickelson, gosh, Phil Mickelson. I, I'm a left-handed golfer too, and Phil Mickelson, he looks great for his age. He's playing pretty good still. He won a, he won a you know, PGA uh, tournament not long ago, and I, it's it's incredible how he's kept himself in shape uh, even right now because he looks better than he did like a few years back, I think. So Phil Mickelson still destroying it on the Bryson DeChambeau. That guy is just like another level. I think he said he eats like 14 eggs and he downs protein like every morning, which is good for him. <laughs> but definitely a fun fun day. I think the you know. Golf could really benefit from having more of this because it's just a fun time. It's just a, it's just a good time having these celebrities and personalities come out. It's like Tom Brady. Like we didn't know what kind of guy he was before he left New England, and now we're just getting this this Tom Brady that's loosened up. He's having a great time. He's laughing. He's enjoying life, and I think that's going to benefit the Tampa Bay Buccaneers next year. I, I do. Just like just like the Phoenix Suns, he's got that veteran leadership like CP3, and I, I just totally believe the Bucks will uh, be make a deep run in the playoffs next year. And Tom Brady, kudos to him because he's definitely loosened up. I don't know about his golf game compared to Aaron Rodgers, though. <laughs> so, But hopefully we get more of those uh, matches with our quarterbacks. And uh, thank you guys for listening today. Um, I really enjoy talking to you guys. Please leave a review. Uh, check my social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Um, check all those things because every review, every comment you leave just helps so much. So guys, thank you again for listening. I'll catch you next week. This has been Pass It to Patrick and uh, have a great day, everyone.